Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Your Financial EKG podcast. I am excited today because we're going to talk about some things that maybe you don't know. So you want to make sure you continue to listen. I've got a very special guest with me today, and we're going to talk about risk that investors don't realize. So things going on in your portfolio, maybe with the stocks, the mutual funds that you own, but risk that investors, that you yourself might not realize that you're actually taking. But before I get into that, if you haven't been to my website, yourfinancialekg.com, again, that's yourfinancialekg.com, go there. There's a lot of great resources to download. If you'd like to visit with a member of our team, that's where you can fill out some information. Also, you can go on LinkedIn under Drew Blackston. You can connect with me on there or on YouTube where you can subscribe. And hey, if you like this podcast, make sure you give me a five-star rating on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you are listening. So I want to get into my special guest, Steve Zanoli, Head of Wealth Management for Sandy Morris Financial. Thanks for uh, joining me today. Yeah, my pleasure, Drew. Thanks for having me, buddy. Yeah. And what we want to talk about today, and we've kind of gone over this a little bit, and a lot of it comes from just us doing our work together, but it's risk that investors don't realize are actually taken. And I want to go through a couple of these. And and guys, if you're listening, this is going to be about a three-part podcast series. So today's only going to be the first part of that. So hang with us for the next three weeks. But I think the biggest thing that people don't realize when it comes to their investments is their asset allocation or their overexposure to certain sectors. And what I mean by that in layman's terms is I'll have a client come in. They'll bring me their portfolio statement. Let's use a round number. Let's say it's $100,000. Well, $80,000 is in Apple stock and $20,000 is in a managed portfolio, meaning it's diversified. And, and I, I try to explain to them, I'll say, hey, you know, you're a little bit overexposed here to Apple, um, even though you've got this diversification going on on the other side. Yeah, I know. I agree with you, Drew. A lot of times we see that. I think we see a lot of people concentrated you know, or overlapping in one stock, um, or even if they're in different funds in that. And, and we see the same thing where a lot of those funds carry the same type of stocks as yeah. well. And even, even at that point, they don't realize that they're so overweighted in that certain stock or sector for that matter. Exactly. Because I think if you look at the S&P 500 ETF with Vanguard, I believe the symbol is VOO. If you look at the top 10 holdings, it's Amazon, it's Microsoft, it's Visa, MasterCard. Well, then if you go to you know, QQQ, which is the NASDAQ 100 technology ETF, well, the top 10 holdings are Amazon, Microsoft, Visa, MasterCard. And if you own both those funds in your portfolio, you might think you're diversified in the sense of I own two separate indexes. But in reality, you own the same stocks. Absolutely. And even go one step beyond that, even what I've noticed recently, like, you know, you've seen that even the, the, the gain in popularity of like um, ESG, mm-hmm. right? Those type of funds, environmental, social governance. If you look at those funds even, because a lot of those big companies, big tech companies, they, they do good with their money, right? Yeah. They, they spread it around. So even in those, when you look at the top holdings, you mm-hmm. see Apple, Microsoft, Amazon, yeah. you see the same of those, a lot of those same name as well because of what they do. Yeah, and and I think people need to be aware of that, and that's something that we do here, your financial EKG. If you're interested in that, we run what we call a risk analysis on anybody's portfolio. If you want to go to our website, yourfinancialekg.com, fill out your information. A member of my team will reach out to you. But I want to do a financial EKG for you to see if you're overexposed, because a lot of times I'll have clients come in. And we'll do a risk analysis on their portfolio, and we'll see that, 
and I'll show them, hey, you fell. Let's go back to March when COVID hit, you know, March of 2020. Well, the market was down about 38%. And I'll show them, well, hey, your portfolio was actually down more than the market. And they'll go, I don't understand. I'm, I'm really supposed to be in line with the market. And I'll say, well, it's because you were overexposed. You were taking more risk than the actual market was because of these funds that you own. Because keep in mind, if you own a mutual fund or ETF, internally inside of that are different stocks. And those stocks are what we want to look at and say, are we overexposed? Okay, let's move on. Number two, risk investors don't realize they are taking. And this is one that I fight with, especially the last 20 years, or not really for me, I've only been doing this 13 years, but if you look at the market over the last 20 years, the market has essentially gone up, right? We had the 2000 crash, we went up after it. We had the 08 crash, we recovered in 09. We had the 13, or was it 11, with the Greek crisis, we came back. We had COVID, we came back. And I think people are taking, this is the risk people are taking, is they're taking too much risk for a certain age, right? Like I'm 35 and I'm investing for growth. Well, my dad, who's 67, probably shouldn't have the same portfolio that I do at 35. Steve, you're 50 and you probably shouldn't have the same portfolio that I do at 35. And I think a lot of people are taking too much risk for their age. No, I, I agree with that too, Drew. And um, no, you're absolutely right because the people at that age, you know, they, you know, like for you, still working, like I said, you can be in that growth style portfolio. Mm-hmm. One, you have longevity on your side. You're going to live for a lot more years, so you can take the more, so you have more time to make it up. But that's one of the risks that people that are older, like your dad, mm-hmm. you know, that he's now has, he's got risks that you don't, you don't have. He's yeah. got longevity risk and things like that, yeah. where he's at that point, you, yeah, you have to be looking at what your portfolio, what you're in, mm-hmm. you know, and that risk, you know, is, is essential that you're not taking too much risk. Yeah. Based on, and I always like to use the example. Um, I always say to clients, I'll say, have you ever been to Disney World? And they'll say, sure. And I'll say, well, have you ever ridden Space Mountain? And I said, that's my favorite roller coaster, Space Mountain. Well, when you get on Space Mountain, it's in the dark, right? It's going really fast. And you don't know where you're going to end. You don't know where you're going, but you kind of know where you're getting off, right? right. So being in the market's like being on Space Mountain. It's in the dark. It's really fast. You don't know where it's going to go. But you know eventually you're going to have to get off. You're going to turn 65. You're going to turn 70. You're going to get off. And you're going to start retirement. Well, what I like to do as a financial planner, what or what what Steve likes to do as a wealth manager is we want to get people off of the roller coaster eventually and get them on to the Walt Disney World train tracks, right? We want to be consistent. We want to know where we're getting off. We want it to be slow and methodical. And yeah, we want it to be a little bit boring because we don't have, like you said, the runway to make up. And so I think people need to really understand whether you're in a 401k, whether you're in your stock portfolio, whether you manage it yourself. You probably need to really look at this and say, do I need to take the same amount of risk at 60 that I did at 30? And sometimes it's not that you're um, you're making this decision like I'm actually going to make the decision. It's unconscious, right? You're just working and you forget about it. Right. Your 401k is still on the same fund it has been for 25 years, right? You're buying the same stock. You know, We have a lot of Honeywell and, uh, clients around this area or Lockheed Martin. Well, they're just still buying the stock, but that's a pretty volatile stock to be buying at 65 years old with the same allocation. I agree. Yeah. And so that's something that we look at. Again, if you want us to run a risk analysis for you, go to our website, Your Financial EKG. We can look at that and look to see if you're taking too much risk for your age. And keep in mind, it's different for everybody, but we really want to make sure we are understanding the transitions in life, especially when it comes to our portfolios, because here's what you don't want to see happen. And then I'll move on to the next point. I got into this business in 2008. 
that was the last time we had a financial crisis. I had clients who retired in 2007. My clients who retired in 07 looked a lot different than my clients who retired in 09 or 010, right? Because the ones who retired in 07 with a million dollars, they now only have 500,000 after 2008. But my clients who retired in 9 and 10, that million dollars had time to grow, and now they're plus. So we got to make sure that we're not taking too much risk for our age, and we're understanding the transitions in life. Okay, so the last point for this podcast, and I want to hang out here for a little bit because I think this is going to be a good one. And so this, again, risk investors don't realize they're taking. I've got my special guest with me, Steve Zanoli. He's the head of wealth management for Sandy Morris Financial. Steve, how long have you been in this business? 20 years. 20 years. 20 years this year, yeah. 2001. Wow. And you started with Morgan Stanley? Morgan Stanley. That's right. Correct. So was it like if we watch some of those old, uh, what's that Gordon Gecko movie, Wall Street? Is that how you started on the phone, calling people, yelling, buy, 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 sell, sell, sell? <laughs> there was a lot of cold calling by then. <laughs> yeah. But t- you know what? Times were very different back then, though. You know, sure. when, I, when I started, I think the interest rates were still high and, you know, money markets were like 6%. So, yeah. yeah. So that was a that was an easy cold call. I think people would kill for a 6% money market today. Absolutely. Yeah. Kill for it. So <laughs> a lot of different, different times. Yeah, definitely. different times. Well, the, here, here I want to start with our last point: the risk that some risk that investors don't realize they're taking. And that point is this: I call it going with the herd. And what I mean by that is, when you see a a, uh, a pattern on TV or you see the uh, stock, it, Apple's a great example. That's one a stock that maybe Jim Cramer always talks about, or the talking heads on CNBC and Fox Business talk about. And a lot of people buy the stock just because someone tells them to, and then all of a sudden you have this kind of avalanche of, of purchasing into this one stock. It's called going with the herd. Um, we've seen that um, recently with stocks like GameStop and AMC, where they've been really purchased and ran up very high because of uh, this herd mentality. Not saying that it's been bad. People have made a lot of money, but people have lost a lot of money. And so we need to be careful that we're not going with the herd. You know, things like Bitcoin and Amazon, these popular stocks, do they make sense for you where you're at? Maybe they do at 35 or 25. Maybe you need a pile into Amazon if you're 25 and working. But, you know, if you're 67, it might not make sense to follow into Bitcoin. I mean, I don't know how many calls, Steve, I have gotten uh, since Bitcoin's gone up. How do I buy Bitcoin? Where do I buy Bitcoin? I'll say, listen, you're 68. You've retired. We don't need any Bitcoin in your portfolio. Don't listen to the people on TV. Do what's right for you. And right. I think that's a big a big deal with people. It is. It's too much risk. It's too much speculation mm-hmm. when you're retired or you're looking to retire on, on stocks like that. Driving the same same amount of calls as you probably with Bitcoin. Not not only that, but I'll give you an example. Same thing. Three years ago, two two three years ago was the it was the marijuana and the pot stocks. I had so many calls from our yeah. clients looking to buy that because you 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 turn the news on every day and there it was. They were talking about the stocks. Mm-hmm. You know, Bloomberg, MSNBC. You, you they were showing pictures of, you know, it was, it was constant. So I had so many people calling and say, how do I, you know, can I purchase some of that? Then it went, then we saw Bitcoin blow up and it was the same thing. Now, recently in the last year, I've had several calls about pharmaceutical companies, obviously people racing for the vaccine, for the pandemic. And it's like, but there had, we had so many companies, so many pharmaceutical companies vying to get the vaccine. Well, you can't. 
how do you know which one to choose? Yeah. Right? It was so tough, but it's like, look, just have some exposure to the healthcare sector mm-hmm. or those companies, and that's what you want. Yeah, just buy an ETF or a mutual fund that's of it. healthcare. We can't pinpoint the exact one, but if you buy an ETF, like you said, spread it out there, and you have you have access to a lot of those companies in that fund, and that's really where you want to be. Yeah, and I think if you look at it with the herd mentality, you think about it like running with the bulls in Spain. Yes. You know, people run with the bulls, but then there's a lot of people that get gored. That's you right. know, there's that's a right. handful of people that win, right? They actually right. finish the race. But there's a lot of people who get gored, and the only stories that the news media is going to talk about are the people that make a ton of money. That's right. The one the recently, the GameStop thing, the only person the news media is talking to is the guy that made $33 million. That's exactly right. They're not talking to the family who lost $100,000 or That's people right. that lost all their money because that doesn't make good media or good news, right? They want to talk about that. And so that's why we've got to be careful about going with the herd. Now, listen. Go to my website, yourfinancialekg.com. If you would like a member of our team to run a financial assessment for you, something that's strategic, it's precise, it's calculated for you where you are at in life, go there. Fill out your information. There's some good resources you can download there. Uh, But Steve and I are going to continue this conversation on next week's podcast, so make sure you listen. But thank you so much today for listening to the Your Financial EKG podcast. And, hey, don't forget, give me a good rating on Apple or Spotify. I really, really appreciate it. Have a great day.